This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. So it says we're live on Facebook. So uh, good evening and apologies about the delay. I was I was shaving my legs. So uh, sorry about that. Uh, it's now it's 8.30 in the evening. It's time for another TWW Lockdown Live. Where, my name's Dan Fudge. Uh, with me, we've got Vic, Steve, Ben, Ash. And you can see right at the bottom there, ladies and gents, it's Captain Fantastic once again. It's Mr. Glenn Lubens. Thank you for joining us, Glenn. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, whereabouts are you based right now? Where where are you in the country right now? Are you are you even in our country? Uh, no. Before the lockdown, I went uh, back home to see family, and obviously, I, I stayed over here um, just to see what's going to happen in the world. <laughs> I yeah, uh, I, I was in I was in uh, Amsterdam in uh, in March just before the uh, the first lockdown, uh, like the yeah. early part of March, and uh, going around the uh, going around the uh, the famous areas of Amsterdam is a yeah. is a lot different a uh, lot different experience when there's no punters. You know when the, you know when there's no Geordies there to ruin it for everybody. It's a very less, much di- it's less fun, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's call it that. Let's call it that. My my favorite bit about about Amsterdam is when you walk in there and it's the it's the brazen uh, bartering that you see, and it's usually the Geordies. You know what I mean? It's usually people from yeah, the northeast yeah. and doing the bartering through the window. But you know, I could talk about that all day. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on and let's talk about football. So uh, normally Ben's done his homework. So as per usual, we're going to start with Ben. So Ben, kick us off and let's talk about uh, Holland. Yeah, I've done a bit. Um, so obviously, started at Feyenoord, and you you grew up with quite a good set of players around you. You had. Robin Van Persie, I think, and a Wednesday connection with Royston Drenthe. What was what what was that like growing up at Feyenoord? Yeah, no, it was good. I uh, went to Feyenoord when I was 12 years old. Um, like you said, at uh, the same time from Percy came as well. We actually grew up, um, I think, two streets away from each other. So we know each other quite for, for a long time. Um yeah, it's it's been a good setup. Fine, uh, it, it's it had a brilliant time, like you said as well. Royston Drenthe was there, but he was a bit bit younger than us uh, at the time. So, uh, no, it, it's a great club uh, to have been involved in. So, so being growing up for that long with Robin van Persie, could you see from a young age that he would go go on to play for you know right at the top level, Champions League, Arsenal, Man United? Yeah, yeah, you could see he had something special. He he grew he grew quite late, so he was quite small for his age. But you could see his technique, his, his shooting ability. It was just phenomenal. Um, and then when he hit like 16, 17, he started to grow and everything came together. Um, I... I... I've been a bit of a uh, Dutch football geek over the last few years. Uh, like, like we said just off camera, that you know, this is a shirt I followed Reggie Blinker around Holland with uh, to try and get him to sign it. I never got him, and ended up watching a game at Den Bosch in in. How do you how do you pronounce the town that it's in? How do you pronounce that? What the the town that uh, Den Bosch play in? What's what's the town? Den Bosch. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's something like Seher to Genbosch or something like that. I can't. Uh, I couldn't pronounce it. Seher Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's that's noises that we all say in Rotherham. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so in um, in the ever divisie that 
you know, in the in the early part of the 2000s, I'm, I was making notes of, of some of the players that you were playing against, some of the strikers that you had to mark. And you've got there, you know, there was Van Oudonk and there was Kesman, there was Zlatan. Uh, he, he was there. Yes. Um, you, you had to, you know, you're coming up against uh, Raphael van der Vaart and players like that. And then Kesman, who played in the Premier League, and John yeah. Dal Thomason. And then there was also Gerald Sebon, who played for Heerenveen. Yeah. Uh, you know Correct. what I mean? So who was who was the worst one? Who was who did you come up against? <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> well, it's that's an easy night's work. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually um, probably the one who, who made the most impression on me was uh, Slaten at the time. He was he was as well quite young, but yeah, he was physically so strong. Uh, I remember one one time we played against them. I think I came on the last ten minutes. We were three one up. And uh, he barged into me, so I was on the floor. I mean, yeah, I hit my head, so I was a bit like dozy. And he just stand over me, and he, so I opened my eyes, and he's like, "It hurts, eh? it hurts." Eh? <laughs> so and he was, he was just like, yeah, like an impressive figure to to play against. Yeah. So he was always an asshole then. So that, that's good. To, I'll, just, I'll just make a note of that. Well, I, I didn't want to say it, but no, he, he's got an arrogance about him. Uh, and, and and that's his personality as well. And that's probably why, why he came as far as he did. Yeah, yeah I, think I, think that, I, think, I think that helps, doesn't it? He's a really good player. Yeah. He's got that. He's got that arrogance. And you, you, you need that arrogance to be a top, top player. And obviously yeah. he's got it. He's got the talent, the ability. So yeah. Yeah, for, for me, it's been it's been great for years, hasn't it? Still yeah. going at like when I was only eighteen at the time. So I, in myself, I thought, wait till I I'm a bit older. But he only grew stronger and stronger. So I had no chance. <laughs> so before these guys cut me off, boring you to boring everybody to death about Dutch football, uh, I need to talk to you about the De Keep Stadium. Um, the guy, the guy, the yeah, he <laughs> got. My, pr- my pronunciation of it shit. Like, uh, but it, it was it was one of the it was one of the best stadiums I've, I've been to. I really enjoy it, and, and I got stuck right at the top at the back. And um, and when you guys score, the whole fucking stadium moves like genuinely bounces. It's like one, of, it's like one of those Can prefabricated you ones. Can you swear on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a yeah, fucking amazing stadium. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll yeah, think, it, it really is. I mean, sorry, I, I must sorry, admit. Dan. Sorry, Dan. Just tell you that was a much better explanation from Glenn than yours. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, uh, he's beat me <laughs> no, there, hasn't he? It, I played in a lot of stadium, and it and for me, it's it not because it's my old team and my home hometown, uh, but it's one of the best stadiums to play in. Um, the, like you said, the atmosphere is it's really there, and it's quite old, but it's it's unique. And like you said. When everybody starts jumping and celebrating, it, you really feel it everywhere in the stadium. Absolutely. Now, I, I know we're going to get to Celtic and Sheffield Wednesday and even and even Cardiff at some point going forward, but you've played in some pretty hostile stadiums. Like, you know, Hillsborough, when it's not going our way, Celtic, <laughs> when they're losing, you know what I mean? And the Decoit, and, you know, that that is shit. Like, losing in front of those crowds, I mean, surely playing in the Decoit at such a young age prepared you for Hillsborough when you're losing? You get thick skin from it, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, need it. you need it. Yeah. Listen, if, you, if you're playing, uh, you're, more often you're so focused on the game that everything around you kind of fades away. Um, at, at least that was with me. Uh, I always focused on the game, but... Yeah, sometimes it's uh, you really experience it when you're not playing and you sit in the stand. Then you think, oh my god, that's not always a good atmosphere. But it, it's part of football and it comes with the job. Brilliant, right, Ash? Take take me out of take me out of the this to keep hold of. Uh, I, could, I could talk about fire and all day. Uh, I'm just going to keep it on there because uh, not not only did Glenn play for what we could say the best club in the world, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, but Obviously, UEFA Cup. Now, yeah, that, that is that is something. Well, obviously, we we've not seen European football at Sheffield Wednesday since I think Ben was a sperm. So I have not seen. I, I haven't <laughs> so, what was that like? Like UEFA two thousand or two thousand one, two thousand two? Yeah, yeah. 
What was that yeah, like? It was, it was uh, I think, my second second year involved in football and to come away with a trophy like that should have stopped on my uh, the highlight of my career. But oh, well, well, no, well, no, 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 because you wouldn't have got to Sheffield Wednesday. They don't, that was the highlight. Come on. I mean, trophy-wise. <laughs> yeah. Trophy-wise, no, it was it was amazing, uh, especially as well that I played a I played in a couple of games as well, so uh, it makes me feel felt even more like being part of of the squad, and it, it was just an amazing experience. Also, that the final was at the Cup, which made it even even yeah even more special for for all my family and friends because they they could be there and you know and watch the game. So you now it was a special special evening. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I just wanted to know, obviously, you were only 19 when you made your European debut. Like, did that, do you think that that actually made you ready for a longer career? Like, you've obviously, you've stuck in football for a long time. You've been at some massive clubs. Was that debut the bit that actually made you grow up there and then? Was that just like a point that it's such I, a deal? Yeah, no, I think, uh, it, you know, in the beginning of the career, sometimes everything goes by itself. It goes easy for you. Uh, I think when you're a bit further in your career, you have to really work hard for it because the body, you know, you get little pains and little aches and that's where you really need to live for your sports. You know, eat right, sleep right, uh, do all the extra bits uh, aside. And I think that's where you really can prolong your career. Uh, and luckily for me, I had the mentality to do so. So talk to us about uh, moving on from Feyenoord. Uh, there was a uh, there was another show that uh, that I heard where you had quite a poignant story about leaving about leaving the club. Yeah, of course. I've been I've been there so long. You know, I was I was there since I was twelve, so nearly n nearly what nine years, ten years. Um, so. You know, I left home, I left all my friends, all my family, and I, I was driving down and I was telling before that, you know, I, I took a wrong turn and I thought, let's drive back, man. <laughs> I was like quite emotional in the car and I thought, no, I, I you know, I promised to, to go and uh, I gave my word, so I have to go. Uh, so I, I end up going and it was probably uh, one of the, the wisest uh, move for my career to go to the UK because it's more suitable for my play, uh, play of style. Well, f physicality, let, you know what I mean? Let, let's let's call it that. I mean, you know, you can get away with a lot more in terms of hurting people, Correct. especially in Scotland. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, so, Steve, I'll, come, I'll obviously, you know, get, get yourself in. Yeah, I was just going to ask, how did that come about? You know, the, the actual move, why Cardiff? Why, how did it sort of come to pass? I don't know that these kind of things you leave over to your agent. I uh, I made them sure that I wanted to go to the UK because I I I always thought from a young age that would probably suit me the best because I like to play physical. I like to get stuck into to strikers, so that's probably the country where you get away with it the most. So. Uh, and he came with his option, and uh, I I went over there to 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 see to see the club to see um, to see the setup. And listen, I had a good feeling about it, and it was good because it's the first year uh, in my career that I played over thirty five games, which I I needed. I I think I grew like four kilos uh, of muscle, like uh, muscle. So it was like a big big learning year for me. Um, what it really was to be, uh, you know, to playing week in, week out. Me and Ash have put four kilos of muscle on. We were telling each other the day, aren't we, Ash? Uh, all muscle, isn't it, Ash? It's all re relaxed. It's, 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 still on it's still on holidays, my muscle. Yeah, yeah. That. Now, when you when you got to Cardiff, Glenn, and you were playing there, and it was around the 2007-2008 type of season, were, yeah. were you there at the club during that season where I think it was a loss against Sheffield Wednesday? That actually stopped Cardiff getting into the playoffs at that point, wasn't it? Um, I'm, I'm. Listen, I had, I had a lot, a lot of balls. I my, my memory is not <laughs> anymore. 
I could lie and say yes, there yes. was a moment, but uh, honestly, I, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm being polite. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was the uh, the eight nine season. I think. Yeah, I think you were playing for the playing for the club then. Yeah, now, but I think I missed the that season. I missed the last seven or eight games due to injury. So maybe that's the reason you guys won. That's yeah. that's yeah. That's the reason that yeah. uh, Cardiff didn't get playoffs as well. I think Preston <laughs> were right in there as well at the time, and West Brom. Uh, now, obviously, with this being live on Facebook, uh, we've got Vic who's uh, who's keeping an eye on the comments. I we've not discussed it previously this bit, but um, but are you keeping an eye on the comments, Vic? Yes, I am. Yeah. Well, they are there. You see, it's smooth, isn't it? It's smooth with a capital smooth. And then we'll come back to you, Ben. So go on, Vic. Have we got anything from the uh, from the listeners? Uh, so a lot of people are just really excited at the moment. Um, uh, one for the playoff chat, so I'll come to that in a bit. Someone's saying that the arrogance of Zlatan is exactly what Wednesday are lacking at the moment. Um, someone said, What Zlatan? We, yeah, we're missing Zlatan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did Dave Jones take you on a tour of the ground like apparently? Um, one of the other managers did beforehand. Um, someone's asked you if you got a tour of the ground at Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. Um, no, no, that's why he, he didn't. No, <laughs> one of the other I don't remember how it, what, what, how it went, but I had a phone call from him that uh, if I could help him out because I think you guys were struggling <laughs> somewhere down the bottom, and I was uh, just recovering from injury uh, without club. So he said, Come on, let's help each other out. So I, I kind of needed somewhere to go and, uh, and you know, to get playing again. And, um, yeah, I'm glad I did because uh, it's probably one of the most enjoyable time of my career at Sheffield Wednesday. We'll come to that in a bit. One of the <laughs> other questions uh, is back on the Royston Drenthe theme um, and says, if you're going to take like credit of being a bit of a big brother to him, he's since dated a Playboy model, released a rap song, launched a, fas launched a fashion empire and been declared bankrupt. So do you take credit for any of that? <laughs> Top big brother work there, Glenn. Top big brother work there, sir. Um, well, have you ever met Royston Drenthe? No. No, he looks insane. I, I, you know, yeah, I tried to stay away from him. He's always got the whole family with him, so I, I'm sure he doesn't need uh, any brotherly advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, Ben, let's move into Celtic, shall we? There was just one thing about Cardiff that I wanted to ask, because when you got to Cardiff, you formed quite a good relationship with two players that also played for Wednesday, and Darren Purse and Roger Johnson. Yeah. And, and the partnership you had with them, did you, I think we Roger Johnson, did you both play all six games in the run-up to the, the FA Cup final, 2008? Yeah, that year, um, the, I think the first two years I was um, playing with Darren. And then last year, then Roger kind of took over from Darren Purse. Um, both had a good good partner relationship. Um, they're both a bit different. But uh, no, it was, it was a joy to play with, with both of them and... Um, I think it was the reason as well that we, you know, we did so well that year. And you thought that you'd scored in that FA Cup final. <laughs> well, th thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Ruined <Yeah>. my evening. <laughs> well, well done, Ben. Love yeah. That. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, it was a, a moment that uh, I thought I uh, scored, but hey, that's football. Uh, was unlucky. Should it have been disallowed? Sorry? Should it have been disallowed? I might stroke my arm a little bit, but... <laughs> Fair enough. You know VAR. I mean? Who needs VAR? Who needs VAR when you've got honest Dutchman? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, don't, you don't need it. You don't need it. So, in terms of leaving, leaving this huge... Cold. I mean, you know, I, I can't begin to tell you how horrible the 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 is when uh, when it's not going your way to go to Celtic. You know what I mean? I mean, Celtic is a is a huge hotbed of of narcissism. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and, and and you went there just at the start of. So you were there at the club when the when the Rangers as it, as the club was got the points deduction and got sent back down the leads. Uh, so you you had about one or two seasons, didn't you, where you had the big 
rivalry with Rangers yeah. at that time, yeah? Yeah, my first three years, they were still there. Um, no, actually, my all four. But the fourth season, they went down. Um, mm -hmm. But listen, Celtic is a great club and it's great when it goes well. And of course, uh, you get some cr criticism when it doesn't go well. But like I said, that's part of football as well. You have to take it uh, sometimes as a man and, you know, make sure you do better the next uh, in the next game. But no, it's it's a great club as well. And um, I, I felt a bit sorry. Well, not all Celtic supporters will feel the same but I think those two clubs need each other to get the best out of them oh, right. out of each other and um so for that regard you know it was a shame for them to to leave um but you know they're back now and I'm sure there will be many battles to in the years to come I mean so go on Ash I, I was gonna say obviously the touch on the criticism and I know Ben brought up the uh the, the cup final I want to bring up another probably yeah, I'm going to say the the own goal in 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 the in the old firm. It's, yeah, uh, it's probably not one of the highlights of your career, but no. What, but what was that like? Because it's we know part the, of foot, it's part yeah. of football. You know, the ball came across and you tried to get it away, but it was already quite close on the line. And and these things happen in football. And you take it, uh, take it on the chin, and and you move on. What That's, about the aftermath from the fans? What about, you know, what? how how did they treat you? I mean, it was a 3-1 loss, wasn't it? So it wasn't like it was a decisive goal at the end of the day. No, I how, think, how were the fans with you? Listen, it's everywhere. The same, if you score an own goal, you lose. You're the, the shit player and it's it's always the same. And the next in the next week, you keep a clean sheet and then you're the best defender in the world. It's... It, that's football for you. You. That's why they say you're only as good as your last game. Uh, and that that's I think that keeps you sharp as well, keeps you on your toes to to keep doing well for your team. So touching on the point that you were talking about um, about the two clubs needing each other, um, I, f I find that really interesting because they the, the last ten years that that have gone for Celtic where they've won treble trebles and they nearly got the ten in the row until they effed it up this year and all the, and all the rest of it. You know, was it? Was winning the league and getting those accolades for Celtic without Rangers, was that a bit like winning I'm the tallest in my house, uh, you know, me versus the cat? Do, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I wasn't there when, you know, no, I left yeah. I left that season when they went down. So uh, I never played within. Uh, of course, you know, you still have to win every game and, and, and do your best uh, against the other teams. But it's probably less excited uh, as... as as, as they would be there, uh, if it makes sense. So, like I said, they, they need each other to, I think, to to keep it tight, to keep it exciting, to keep something to talk about, you know, uh, bragging rights and all that sort of thing. So I love that you knew all this bullshit before you've even got the Sheffield Wednesday. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I love that you've already got that shit already absolutely smashed in, because I think, you know, during your time at Feyenoord, there was that entire back and forth where... Feyenoord banned the Ajax fans from coming in and then yeah. they banned their fans coming in. Then Utrecht got involved and they banned everybody going in. And you know what I mean? And then, so it was all petty nonsense by the time you were 20 years old. Yeah. To be fair, I used to go uh, and watch Feyenoord all the time and, and used to watch on the bridge to see when the, when the Ajax supporters came off the train and it was always chaos and hectic, but it was good fun watching it at, at times. But, you know, now with all the safety things uh, going on, so um, I, I kind of understand it that they want to ban these kind of things. <laughs> Go on, Ben. Um, sorry, about your time at Celtic, um, just looking at the stats and stuff over your career, that your time at Celtic was the time that you scored the most goals. You got about one in ten while you were there. Compared yeah. to one at Hill, you won for Sheffield Wednesday, you know, a few at Cardiff. What was it about playing at Celtic that just somehow those goals went in? Um, I, th I think I was at the, the peak of my, you know, my physical ability and, uh, I don't know, maybe a bit more aggressive going into duels. Maybe 10 head injuries later, you get less <laughs> and less aggressive. I'm not sure. Uh, the football uh, shit. Sorry? The football all... shit up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, but okay. 
Right, then. Go on, carry on. Viagra, yeah? Yeah, your name's Ben, isn't it? <laughs> I, thought, I thought Luke was still talking. So, from Celtic, from Celtic, you went over to Zaragoza. In yeah. What, what, what did that? What did that move entail? Listen, uh, I I thought uh, in my I had a, at the point of my career that I wanted something else, more better football as well, but more uh, lifestyle as well. So a uh, bit of warm weather, you know, uh, being enjoying outside football more with the family um but the football wasn't my cup of tea i got I think i got two or three red cards as well in that year and i thought ah <laughs> i'm too aggressive for this league <laughs> i think uh, i think chef kikuchi said a similar thing when he's tried to go outside of certain countries with the physicality that's allowed yeah. in some countries compared to others is, is really quite prevalent and, yeah. and obviously your your brand of football didn't fit with the Spanish league I assume yeah sometimes I had the feeling I I I didn't even touch him I was just looking and he tried to book me already <laughs> I was like slow down ref <laughs> Wait, can I just ask you mentioned then about your family um obviously like when you're club captain at Wednesday people follow you on social media and they they like to get involved with every aspect of your life and your wife was quite a prevalent figure not only because she's absolutely beautiful but it sounds like you've been together forever and yeah. kind of gone around with you everywhere you've needed her to go yeah. what impact has like her support had on your career? no I think uh every well most good footballers there's a a strong woman behind it and they don't they, they don't always get the credits but you know they're so important for for a player um you know happy 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 home it's always good you know you're you're clear in your head and you can just focus on football and um you know uh, the real work uh, at home you know the the wife does and and not all, not people not always people will see that you know they she takes great care of my kids he take care of me um she has to read also all the shit that people write about you and stuff and but like i said she's a strong woman and she helped like a lot in my career because you've been together since you were really young as well haven't you yes yeah um she was 18 and i was 20 i think so yeah we'll we're like 16 years together now so it's quite a long time is she quite glad that you've retired now and you're not just going to move her abroad anytime soon? Um, I think, <laughs> or is she fed up of having to go home this year? I think, she got, I think she got used to the lifestyle. So I think she finds it quite boring to be back home now, <laughs> knowing that it, this is going to be it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you've taken her in the space of eight years, you've taken her from Spain to <laughs> Sunderland. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you I what, Vic. From, I actually took her from Glasgow to Spain and back to Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just like an old episode of Bullseye. Like, here's what you could have won, but you can't have that. I'm going to take it away from you. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I tell you, I've just thought we've been doing this show for about ten years, and I've just thought my apologies to your missus, Glenn, if we've slagged her off on this show. If we've slagged you off on this show, I, di- I didn't mean to. It weren't me. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know what you it's mean. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I tell you what, one one thing that uh, that I do I do want to ask before we get Sheffield Wednesday because this little uh, these little slabber away um, is, do the players listen to crap like this? Do you know what I mean? Like your podcasts and your and your local media and 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 do you play yourselves on FIFA and stuff like that? How does it how does it work for you guys? Do you know what I mean? Or do you have to bury your head in the sand a little bit? So, some people do. Uh, I I personally didn't. You know, uh, I listen to the people that. Um, yeah, well, like your coaches and stuff, your teammates and um, people that can actually help you. And, you know, I know I'm not naive. I know every fan has their opinion and that's fine by me. I haven't got any problem with it. Uh, probably, as you see, I, 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 you know, I'm in life with a smile on my face and, you know, something that happened before. I try to rectify the mistake uh, uh, and give my 100% the next game. And sometimes that's all you can do. You know, you shouldn't live too much in the past that's behind you and, you know, focus on the future. So you uh, you didn't get pissed off at your FIFA rating, for example? I, I don't play FIFA. 
I'm a grown. I'm I'm a grown man. Been saying it for years. I haven't got time. <laughs> there, there are people our age, Glenn. There are people out there asking their mums if they can use the big telly in order to play FIFA on in their yeah, house. You no, know what no, I mean? No. Come on, man. I, I, I had kids on a quite early age, so you know, no time for FIFA in my house. Oh, you just wait till they grow up. Right then, <laughs> uh, we're, we're at the halfway point now, so um, I'm going to uh, Vic mention a sponsor and talk to us about Facebook. What have we got on there? Hold on, I'm just muted. I was just checking something that I knew was true, um, and it, we'll get to it later, I'm sure, when we're talking about derby matches. Um, so we have had some questions, bear with me. Um, I'll mention the sponsor. We are sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. Thanks, Mike. You're great. Um, Glenn, we are getting a lot of people asking, are you looking to go into some sort of coaching role in future? Do you ever see yourself either working at Wednesday or Celtic? Is there any sort of plan for that in future or are you just enjoying retirement? Um, well, I'm, I'm still quite young, so I would like to do something after football. Um, I started to do my coaching badges at uh, Sheffield Wednesday and, and then at Sunderland, but I'm not sure... Um, then I did a bit of, bit of like a... Oh. Oh. Uh, Glenn, I don't know if you can hear us, but your uh, it looks like your signal's oh. gone. Did you... Uh, did you? Sorry, there again. So we, we lost you then when you were saying right. um, you started okay. your, your badges at Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland. Sorry, if you yeah. don't mind repeating that last bit. No, it's all right. Uh, and I... I, I kind of find out that it wasn't really uh, for me, the coaching side. So then I followed a, a couple of courses uh, for the scouting uh, side of football, and I quite like that. So I'll probably do something um, with that in the near future. What is and, it about uh, coaching that you don't like? I, f I felt that I didn't have the urge to stand in front of a group and, and speak all the time. And there's things I like uh, within the game, like the, the the tactics of it and stuff, but... I, I I didn't feel the need of of being the one telling the guys what to do. I might, it might come in the future. I'm not sure, but uh, the way I feel at the moment, that it's probably not the 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 way I want to go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we're, we're, we're now at the halfway point. This is the bit where we normally get to Sheffield Wednesday and then what's going to happen is we're going to fire a load of questions at you like, you know, who had the shittiest dress sense? Uh, you know, was Carolyn Lavery any good? Uh, you know what I mean? What, what was your favourite kit? You know, that's all, it, it can go anywhere. But yeah. um, what we've actually got for you, Glenn, we've, we've got something for you. And uh, because you played for us in such a, uh, you know, there was a point where we were doing really well under, you know, during your your time. So, uh, Ash, I'll, uh, I'll ask you to pick it up from here, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, so obviously um, when the club found out that we were having you on as a, as a guest, um, I, I got in contact and they, they have actually written a lovely passage for me to read out to you. So all if right. you don't mind, just indulge me for a couple of minutes. Oh, so, couple um, of <laughs> yeah, right. You're very highly thought of, Glenn. Right. So, so um, this is from Sheffield Wednesday Club. So it's, uh, Glenn was the ultimate professional throughout his time with the club. As captain, he had the respect of everyone, which was perfectly highlighted by the well wishes he received from his teammates on social media when he left. Glenn's professionalism and character was just as evident from on the pitch. His enthusiasm for the club's community work was outstanding, always willing to go out of his way to support and appreciate the Wednesdayites. And on top of all that, an excellent defender who led the team to our highest league finishes this century. A key figure in helping to equal the club's clean sheet record in consecutive seasons. Suffice to say, Glenn will always be welcome back at Hillsborough. And also, just finishes off, I pass our regards on to Glenn when we speak to him. So, thank you very much, uh, Joe at Sheffield Wednesday, for providing that with us. Um, very nice words. And I, we all agree that's spot on. I think that's fantastic. So, well done. Thank you very much from us five as well. <laughs> I'll tell you what's nice about that, Glenn, is that when we've had some uh, players that, uh, in interviews such as this that have been there through the transition of when they've played under Mandarich and 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 uh, the chairmans before Mandarich and, and when Dapon Chan Series come in, uh, what Chan Series has done is it seemed to unpick, he, he gets accused a lot of unpicking uh, history. 
and going, well, I'm in charge now, so I'm I'm, I'm going to get rid of that. And and you know, but you know, we've had. Uh, fallouts with players like David Hurst over the years and there's some people go well I'm not involved with them now and they tut and roll their eyes and things like that so to get to be regarded in that era of of being one of the better players of of, of the Chancery era it's it's high praise indeed right yeah well uh like like I said I always try to do my best and uh, I respect everyone from the chairman to the the cleaning ladies and uh, the fans uh, you know and I think it's the respect is mutual so I think that helps as well um and like I said if it goes well then it's a bit easier to get respected. Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking around uh, your later Sheffield Wednesday career there, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, so Ben, I assume you've got a million Sheffield Wednesday-based questions, right? Well, for, first one I'd like to ask is, obviously you, you mentioned before that you'd come over to Sheffield, started training while you were injured and stuff. Um, obviously the connection with Dave Jones from Cardiff was a big part of that. Um, but, is it from what I can remember? Because I think your first game was at Blackpool. Um, I was I was at Blackpool, and then D- Dave Jones, who had brought you in, suddenly gets sacked. I think straight after that game. So, no, the, that? yeah, the, the 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 thing was my I travelled to Blackpool, um, but my claims didn't came through from Spain, so I didn't play that game. Right. So um, it may be a good thing because you know I wasn't. Uh, I think that extra uh, extra week of training was useful to me, um, but unfortunately he got sacked that after that game because of they I think they lost two nil, um, so he got sacked and I think my first game was against um, Leicester City. I think it was top of the league, um, which was a shame because he. he he was the guy that you know brought me there, and uh, but that's that's the way it goes sometimes in football. You know, you move on, uh, you try to do your best, and and that was it. And then from that under Stuart Gray, everything seemed to change. Were you coming in from from Leicester onwards? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stuart Gray he changed a few 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 things, few players uh, on a few positions, and we kind of, kind of hit the ground running, and we had actually. Actually, a really good second half of the season. Was like, just wanting to know probably more about Stuart Gray because Wednesday fans in general really thought he, he didn't have a lot of money to spend. He no. did really well with the players. He had brought good players in on freeze that were big players in the next couple of seasons under Carlos. You look at Sam Hutchinson, Kieran Westwood, and Tom Leaves, all still at the yeah. club now, and Stuart Gray brought yeah. them. No, he had that. He had excellent eye of you know of good players. Um, he actually phoned me. Uh, I think the the day before we signed Tom Lees, and he said, "Glenn, I found you an excellent partner. You'll be delighted playing with him." So I was quite excited already, um, and he he proved to be a you know a great player for the club, um, and he was a lovely guy and uh, and a good coach. Um, not sure, you know, that to be a manager, maybe elect a few things as well. Um, but I think as a coach, he was he was really good, and I I, I have so so, you know, so so much respect for him as well. Um, he's doing a, a good job now at Fulham. Uh, I always follow him, sometimes still in contact with him. So, no, he's a he, he's a guy I looked up to at the time. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, 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 do you know what? I've never really thought about that actually. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm, and and what I've just, what's just dawned on me is how many players you have seen and go from Hillsborough while you've been there. Because like you, you know, you were there in what 2013, and and you've seen players like you know, you go from Miguel Yera to Tom Lees to. Yeah. I mean, how how many centre back partnerships have you had over the years? Well, the, I think the first years were the most. I think I had Roger Johnson, uh, Gucci, the big American fella. Uh, Yara, um, and to be fair, the last couple of years it was only Tom Lees. Um, Who was more physical? Uh, was it you or was it him? Um, I think I changed a little bit my playing style uh, towards the end of my career. Uh, I let him to do the aggressive side of football, and well, I was... he's got himself in some size, hasn't he? He's now massive, right? 
got the biggest cars in the world, man, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of these chill that Dutch guys. Just let him do it. Just let him do it. Steve. Yeah, so you've obviously you're in and things are settling down. Just I'm really curious to see you 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 were there at the the sort of the period before Carlos. Um, how did things sort of transition in towards the end of Stuart Gray's um, sort of managerial uh, time at Wednesday to Carlos coming in? Did you did you sort of feel a massive change coming in when um, uh, Chancery came in? Well, obviously, you know, I I just knew what I read about him that. You know that that they're a wealthy family, and you know with wealthy family comes you know uh, a lot of money to the club, which at the time probably Wednesday could use. Um, I phoned Stuart Grave and I found out that the uh, you know he was leaving the club. Um, I was quite sad because I had a good relationship with him, um, but you know another new manager came in, a lot of new players came in, and. Um, Probably sooner than expected, everything kind of gelled together that season, and it was a, a very good season. The first one on the Carlos. Yeah, I mean, for me, there, there was a point in that first season, and I don't know about anybody else, and we've not talked about this, but it, it was the Brentford game away when uh, Jow scored. Was it, yeah. it was like the last minute, and then all of yeah. a sudden you kind of think, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we're on to something here. Yeah. Um, as you look at our, you look back on the season, there was. It wasn't like we went on a massive unbeaten run. We just seemed to be solid and consistent throughout. Yeah. I think that's something that Carlos has brought in he, or, or did bring in. He, he was never one that went on a massive run of 10, 15 games where we just won game after game after game like we did when we came up. He was just solid and consistent yeah. in terms of yeah. turning points as we, we went. We hardly lose two games on the bounce. Uh, you know, it was like we, we lose one, we win one, maybe we drew, then we lose. But, but we never like went on a, a bad, bad run. Um, but for me, what I quite um, enjoyed the most it was the the way we played. I don't know; it felt like free flowing, and you know, like uh, good, good, good play football, which is always nice to play uh, to play in. You know, these these long balls and fighting football, and uh, it's less enjoyable to play in than than the way we did. And that first season, obviously, as we've just said, it wasn't like. A, a sort of a run where we were going to go and, and sort of go undefeated for periods of time. Was there a point where you ever thought or there was a discussion around the squad that, um, you know, we're in with a chance to make it here or um, was it something that just sort of appeared? I don't know. I think that the belief grew like gradually. You know, like you said, we never went on a mad run, but we were there, we there, and it got closer and closer. And I think people just got the belief, like, listen, you know, we'll take it one game at a time. But if if I don't look too far ahead, I think there's a possibility for us to, to make it. And um, yeah, it like I said, everything gelled together quite nicely that season um, for the, us. The, the, the season from the playoff final, to Carlos' second season, to the Huddersfield game, to yeah. the third season. Now, we, we, you know, Sheffield Wednesday have become within one game of the um, of the Premier League. You know, you, it's the promised land, you know. Yeah. Um, and then to lose in the fashion that we did. And then is there a point over the summer where you go, I've got to do it all again? You know, it must be a real big conscious effort to absolutely get yourself up to go and do it again. Or was morale in the squad that high that it didn't seem that much of an issue? Well, I can only talk about myself. And, you know, I, f I felt really I felt really tough the first couple of weeks uh, in our, into my holidays. You know, uh, you were that close uh, of achieving something great. Um, so yeah, it took me a while to pick myself up. I'm going to be honest. Um, but you know, as soon as the, the season starts, you know, you, you put your head into, you know, the same direction altogether. And, uh, we went for it again. And again, we came quite close, but not close enough. We'll come to the, uh, the playoff final in, in just again, I, I assume in a second, Vic, if you, I believe you have a question. I just wanted to ask Glennon, we've never got round to asking this to anybody who we've interviewed that's been a club captain. What does that entail? 
what is it to be a club captain? Do you dish out the fines? Do you organise the nights out? Do you, like, are you a confidant? Are you a bit of a counsellor for people? Like, what is that extra, aside from the armband and shouting a bit more, what is that role? I think you summed it up quite nicely there. <laughs> well, exactly what you do. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do the work. Sorry? Did they have to pay you their fines? No, listen, all the fines go into a kitty and we do things with this kitty. Uh, it, it's not going towards my house or anything <laughs> like that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like within a, you're there with 25, 30 guys. So there has to be some kind of structure, some kind of discipline. And you do it in a, 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 a fun kind of way. So instead of playing the cop, you know, you try to make it entertainment at times and, um, you know, uh, that the money, <laughs> that they don't waste the money, but it's still, we're going to still do something nice with it or something good that, the, you know, the team bonding stuff and, you know, uh, this this something you do as a club captain. Um, Wasn't that a trip well. to Amsterdam? Didn't you all go to Amsterdam one year? Yeah. Was that with the fine <laughs> money? Uh, part of it, yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was just gonna. Sorry, I was just gonna t go. Right. This is just probably you. Who was the player that you find the most? Oh, that's easy for me. <laughs> go on, then. You can have a guess. Oh. Right. Can we have oh. a guess each? Can yeah. we have a guess each. Oh. Go on, then, Ben. You first. The, um, if, if someone gets it right, he gets a signed shirt from me. <laughs> Get Reggie oh, Blinker to sign me this as well. <laughs> Someone else go first. We're going to think about it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> easy. He says it's easy. I'm going to go with... Oh, I know what I'm going for. Ross Wallace. No. Right. Go on, Steve. <laughs> Hutchinson. No. <sighs> Gary Medine. No. <gasps> Oh no! <laughs> I really, I really want this shit. <laughs> go on, go on, Ben. Go, go. On, I'm gonna let Ben. I'll keep. I'll be. I'll be a man. I'll let you go first, Ben. Don't get it Gary Hooper. Gary Hooper. No. Go on, Ash. Ash, it, it, it's double equips, mate. Shit or bust. Vic's not gonna like this. Atty knew who. No. No. Oh, that's oh. it. I'm got. That's it. Okay. I don't have to win the shirt, but Chris Maguire. No. Kieran oh, Wesley. No, not Kieran Wesley. Forestieri, probably. Oh, shit, tell yeah. yeah, yeah tell, tell us. Tell us. Lucas Shaw. Oh. Lucas Shaw. No. no. I, mean, I don't want to. Everything I, for this football club. He lost a tooth. I don't want to perpetuate any stereotypes, but what was he? You know, what was he constantly fined for? Lateness. Again, I don't want to perpetuate any stereotypes. <laughs> what was it? Was it usually timekeeping and timekeeping? Yeah, just being late. Wow. Yeah. All right, uh, Steve. My apologies. Uh, but he, okay. he paid everything with a smile. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a smile. Yeah, because because he knew that it was going to contribute to a night out. Well, that's yeah, what yeah, it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Go on, Steve. I was I was going to ask about Joe actually. There's there's one or two players that I'm I'm kind of curious about. Obviously, he's, he, <laughs> he came in and we 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 paid a, a a little bit of money in in the turf when when he came. We paid a, a decent sort of transfer uh, fee for him. Um, it never really kicked on for him though, did it? With us? Um, no, I don't. Since he was, yeah. It, He's been quite unlucky with uh, with injuries all the time. He had always little niggles and little, yeah, things that set him back, you know. Uh, and it's always took him a, a bit to get going as well. Uh, but um, he's probably the most gifted player that you know uh, within the squad uh, at Sheffield Wednesday. Like natural ability, he was strong, quick. He could jump, he could finish, you know, good technique. He, he probably had, like, a lot of things going for him. So, hindsight is a, a wonderful thing. And obviously, he's, he's having a really good season this year with Reading. Do you think moving him on was good business? Listen, I think probably Sheffield Wednesday kept uh, a few players too long um, and, and went out and, you know, left, you know... Um, 
at the end of their contract. And as a club, it's never a good business to leave too many people go um, um, out of their contract. End of the day, it's football, but it's kind of business as well. And, you know, it, it needs to be viable to, to, to live as a, as a club. And I think uh, in that part, they wasted some, some money as well. I, uh, I, I, do you know what? I, I think that's probably my biggest complaint about Shansiri. Just that you sell them, sell them while they're worth something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but being unfair there because I think when we first sold Zhao, before he was making moves at Reading, we all thought it was. We were all okay with it. Yeah. No, listen. We were... It's sometimes it. It's you know, beforehand you doesn't know. You don't know always how it pans out. You know. Uh, like now he's a top scorer of, of championship okay but you know it, it might have not went that way and um, that that's football it's it's always easy talking if something happened already um, but as a club sometimes you need to sell sell your best players on uh, to make money uh, to invest in new players absolutely now just, go on just going back to just a little bit to like the, the whole dressing room atmosphere. There's one player I want to ask you about that you and Jose Semedo seem to have quite a a big impact on that dressing room that got us to two two playoff campaigns. And when you yeah. left, as a as a fan base looking in, I think the whole fan base in general sort of thought that when you two left that. We, we we lost two huge leaders in the dressing room that we've never really replaced since. Yeah, well, you know, it's always in football if people, you know, that that are important in the dressing room uh, leaves, then normally the next one stands up. Uh, I've seen it many times before. That's the way, you know, things goes in the, in the dressing room. And I'm not sure if what happened after I left, you know, uh, it's quite hard if you're not there every day to see what's what's going on. Um, but like you said, I have the biggest respect for Semedo because he probably deserved to play a bit more uh, the way he trained every every day. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. But he, he came in with a smile. He, you know, he pushed people on uh, and when he had to come on the last 10 minutes, he, he gave him, it gave us also. He's a real, like I said, a real credit for the club as well. Now, Glenn, I'm just going to get just a tiny bit serious with you. Now, I'm not going to try and put you on the spot, but there was a, uh, I normally get, I normally get left to ask the difficult questions. It must be my winning smile. That must be it. But um, there was a, a really tentative moment. Uh, it was the, um, it was early on in the uh, second, second season of, uh, of Carlos when uh, we just signed uh, Stephen Fletcher. And uh, Fernando Forestieri refused to travel to Norwich. Um, the the rumours at the time were that you were one of the players that put, you know, captain duties. You put your arm around him, uh, and you were the ones that tried to talk him down. Um, is there? Can you shed any light on that? Because in, in terms of actual information as fans that we've had, and I don't, I don't want you to, you know, badmouth anybody or you know, give give me the PG thirteen answer. Uh, you know what I mean? Even though there's probably people watching this on Facebook now thinking, "Fudge, shut up, just let him talk." So I'm going to do that now. No, it's it's correct. Um, the manager at the time he thought it was better that it came from me. Um, so I went to to speak to him. Um, we had a good conversation and um, I told him, I said, you know, you can't let let your teammates down. Um, and that, that basically was it. You know, I can, you know, that, that's, and he was thinking and he kind of agreed that, you know, if he didn't play that, that what was happening and he kind of decided to, to to play uh was it the first game no I, i'm talking about aston villa aston villa I was think. the first game yeah where he yeah, yeah he scored in like the 86th minute or something yeah he? but yeah but it was as well that he was not happy so i i talked to him then mm -hmm. um, and he decided to play and score the winner and i told him i said that's the way to react and then again i think it was norwich you're right yeah the next he game. said again and then you know after that, I said it's your decision. You know, you're a big boy. You can handle. You know what you're doing uh, at the moment. So um, he 
I think the second time he decided not to play. Um, was there to a element? Was there an element of Fernando being a bit of a what you'd refer to as a you know tortured genius? Like there, there is clear talent there, but. He looks like a manager's nightmare. You know what I mean? Somebody who's going to try and look after him and manage this this nutcase. Like he always he always came because he was so passionate and so yeah. But that's 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 the South American type of players. You know, they you know you need to know how to to handle them. And mm-hmm. to be honest, Carlos, he could that uh, very well. He handled Fernando very well and. Um, yeah, sometimes you need to give him a cuddle. Sometimes you need he needs a kick, you know, <laughs> on his right side. Um, but you know, you need to know when to do what. Um, um, but I, you know, everybody could see he had a lot of quality. So uh, I had no problem with it because you know, coming Saturday will make the difference for you. Absolutely. Go on, Ash. No, I was. Uh, that was something I was going to point out that <laughs> we we uh, we all knew what he could do and majority of the time he did produce on, on a Saturday with either not just goals, he, he had great work rate. I really, I really did like him as a player. Um, but I think through a lot of fans, obviously what happened was the, the beginning of the end, really. I think we, with him. So even, it was like... Even after, even, even after that, though, Ash, he did produce on one night, which led to Glenn getting his only goal <laughs> for Wednesday. He, he did set Glenn up that night at Newcastle. Yeah, what, what was that like, Glenn? Yeah, well, it was a long time coming that goal. <laughs> but listen, if you do it in one stadium, then why not in a uh, big stadium like that? An important game. So, uh, oh, well, I can, I can see it. I, I can see it from my hotel, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell I you what, the, James's Park. <laughs> that uh, that Boxing Day, that Boxing Day Newcastle uh, away day was. It was huge because I thought it was a turning point of our season. I think I think that was a day where we realised that we were a contender. This, you know, we are a big enough team to to rub shoulders with these people. And uh, and I think I was in a pub in Sheffield at the time, bent over this couple on date night. There was a load of Sheffield Wednesday fans in the corner screaming at the TV, yeah. and there was this couple, this little Tinder date in the corner. And I'm stood over them going, "Are you having a good time? Do you use Daz? I don't know why I did it in a high pitched voice, but that's a little story for you. Vic, get me out of this hole. Uh, what's happening on Facebook? Have we got any questions? Uh, a lot of people guess Forestieri for the person find the most. Um, someone's pointed out that Ash looks like he's got a Snapchat filter on his face at the moment, uh, which is nice. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm not down with the Snapchat. Is that good? I don't uh, know. <laughs> I no, it's not. Oh, right, Newcastle. Um, so really, there's not a lot else, but I just wanted to quickly, before we let you go, Glenn, was obviously you played in a lot of derbies in your time, like the old firm derby, you played in the Sheffield derby. And you did manage to get sent off in the Sheffield derby. Obviously, it, the second year. It was a cracking tackle, though. It's it not was. that bad. But that I, is... thought, I thought the first one was amazing tackle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought that it was on the ball, hard, hard but fair. I mean, that to was be honest, a, to be honest, one that we don't really want to remember Sheffield derbies. Let's be honest, there was there wasn't a great one that season, um, and they'll never they'll never forget it. The same as we've gone on about one for forty years. Um, but how did that feel? So obviously, you played in all these derbies. We've talked to so many players now that have played at Old Firm, played at the Wednesday United derby, played in the Newcastle derby, and everyone always says the same sort of thing about you know the atmosphere and it's all white noise and the same thing. But you got sent off. How did yeah. that feel? Like, was that not just yeah, yeah. emotion as you leave that football? Because you didn't get sent off a lot in your career, to be fair. For a unless, it, unless he's in Spain. Unless he's in Spain, yeah. Unless, yeah. Yeah, no, well, listen, it's never nice to be, to get a red card because, you know, it's the walk of shame to get off the pitch. <laughs> it takes forever, man. If it was me, I would sprint off that field, but... Uh, no, listen, it's uh, something that happens as a footballer. Uh, it's a shame that it happened, uh, you know, uh, on a big occasion like that. But listen, you don't do it on purpose and uh, you, you move on. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I was just glad they didn't lose that game. Yeah, that's yeah. the uh, you get you're first in the communal bath, so that's got to be the best thing, though, isn't it? Because <laughs> you don't want to go in after anyone else, do you? 
Yeah. Do they still do that in the? In the so I first the let him down. I first let him down on the pitch. Then I piss in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what I mean. You know, what? I was gonna do a piss gag. Beat me to it. guy. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what so so uh, I'm going to wrap it up now here so uh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen uh, Glenn Leuven's club captain played in the playoff final uh, own goal at uh, in a in an old firm derby sent off in a Sheffield derby you know great player shit at derbies ladies and gentlemen big round of applause Mr Glenn Leuven thanks a lot for joining thank us thank you tonight. very much stay on the line Glenn Vic Tech is the Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management we bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.